Hello and welcome to another podcast brought to you by Life Community Church, Leamington Spa. Recorded at one of our Sunday morning services, we hope this message inspires, equips and encourages you to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Great to see you all and if you're a guest here today, great to have you with us. If you're listening on podcasts, we thank you for tuning in. And we're on part three of our We Are series where we're looking at the values of Life Community Church. As a church, we've got a, a mission. Our mission, our purpose, if you like, is to help people grow in a relationship with Jesus Christ. And here we've got a, a, a vision statement of, of growing in maturity and ministry and mission. And, and last summer, we unpacked some of the, the vision of, of some of the goals we're looking to achieve in the next sort of few years and months. Some of it we started, we started with different partnerships, connecting with food banks and various things like that. But the vision is big and it's growing and it's evolving all the time. Um, but who knows that the vision is only ever going to be outworked effectively based on how we are as a people, yeah? And our values help us to steer us in the right direction. Our values, think of the, the acronym um, UPGRADE, united, purposeful, generous, relevant, authentic, devoted, enthusiastic. And we're not going to cover all of these values over these four weeks, just four of them. And today I'm looking at the value of, of being authentic. And uh, these values will help to steer us. But God has not designed us to live life by ourselves. We're not an island, are we? God has designed us to live life in loving communities. And Life Community Church, LCC, is such a community. It's a family of people that God has drawn together for such time as this. To do life, not by ourselves, but together. Turn to the person next to you and say, you're part of the church. Because we don't go to church, we are the church, as the video we saw at the beginning of the meeting um, showed us. So that's an intro to our, our series. But I don't know about you, I've been, um, I've been listening to the, watching the news a lot recently um, and seeing what's happened, happening the other side of the pond in America, especially since uh, Donald Trump got elected as president. At the moment, he's on to this big thing called the fake news. Anyone seen that recently? He's been talking about the, the news is fake. and I'm not going to go into that a lot this morning, but fake. Things that are fake. Give me a wave. Have you ever bought something that's been fake? Maybe it was a pair of sunglasses. Maybe it was some, uh, you've been on broader, abroad on holiday and it was some sunglasses, some aftershave or perfume or some item of clothing. And the price, you knew it was fake. You knew it wasn't genuine, but the price was cheap. So you thought, I'll buy it. I'll buy it and see how long it lasts. Um, I know once I was given a, a bottle of aftershave and I knew it was fake. You could tell by the label. <laughs> and I sprayed it on and I just couldn't smell anything. <laughs> it's, like, it's like water, <laughs> you know. But um, yeah, we, we've been there, haven't we? We know perhaps when we, we're buying it, it's not going to last that long because it's fake. It's not the genuine article. Um, a couple of years ago, Leanne mentioned in, last time she spoke that we went to France and we knew that we had a long car journey ahead of us. So we thought, well, Daniel really likes tablets. So we'll, we need to buy a family tablet that he can, with the girls in the back, play games on and watch um, videos on. So beforehand, about the week before, I was on the internet, on eBay and all that sort of stuff, looking at the best deals. I found this cracking deal. Cracking deal. It was a brilliant tablet at a really, really, really good price. I thought, fantastic. Let's go for it. But I did something that I don't normally do. When I look for something on the internet, I'm, I'm always looking. But I'm looking, what's the first thing you do when you look at the internet? Apart from the price, you look at the 
reviews. You think, is it trustworthy? Is the seller a trustworthy person? And for some reason, I forgot to do that. So I, I bought it, and it arrived literally the day before we went on holiday. I unpacked it and observed some strange packaging. This tablet, which was meant to be brand new, was packed in dustbin liners. I opened it. As I was looking, it was a nice white bottom. As I was looking at holding up to the surface, there were scratches all over it. I thought, this isn't you. And we had a choice. Either, <laughs> either we just think, okay, let's just see if it works, use it, and keep the kids quiet in the car for this seven-hour journey, or I send it back. I thought, well, I've got to send it back. It's not what I asked for and what I've paid for. I'm going to send it back. And uh, so that was an eventful uh, seven-hour car journey to, to France with three young children in the back. But uh, I knew it wasn't. And I didn't do what I should have done, which was to look at the reviews. And uh, what's the definition of, of authentic? A definition of authentic is something of undisputed origin and not a copy. Conforming to fact and therefore worthy of trust reliance or belief, something that is genuine. I'll read that again. Authentic, of undisputed origin and not a copy, conforming to fact and therefore worthy of trust, reliance or belief, genuine. And that tablet I bought was not, definitely not, um, it was genuine, but it definitely wasn't genuine as in brand new. And I should have looked at the trustworthiness of it by looking at the reviews, but I didn't. But you know what? We're all wise in this room today. We know a fake generally when we see it, don't we? Generally, nine times out of ten, we know a fake unless something's really, really, really good fake. They say that in, in, in banks, that the people on the tills, they can feel fake notes. They don't have to just look at it. They feel it as they're running through their fingers because they're used to feeling the legitimate ones. So when they feel something that's an artificial one, they know straight away by feeling it, the tellers at banks. We know. But we know that when we have fakeness in our relationships, perhaps we're not saying, telling the whole truth or half-truths or cover things up, that we know that erodes trust, don't we? Distrust grows when there's fakeness in our relationships. And wouldn't you... Wouldn't we, in our relationships, like to have relationships that are just open, transparent, genuine, not fake, where we're the real deal. We are what we see, what you see on the tin. And in our marriages, how much they can be more effective in our friendships when we are real, open, transparent, honest, genuine, authentic. That will grow from trust to trust. In our workplaces, Sometimes we, we criticise people we work with because they're not being honest. Well, what if everyone in our workplaces or everyone that you and I had come into contact with were honest, were real, were authentic, were ourselves? How that could make a difference? The Bible can really help us in this whole area of, of being authentic. If you can turn with me in your Bibles to, to 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 to 7. We are. I love the Bible. I'm just going to let the Bible just 
speak over us this morning. I'm kind of reading three different passages, but uh, 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 to 7 talks about this. Peter, who is an apostle, one of the, uh, if you like, Jesus' apprentices when Jesus was alive on earth. Uh, Peter was a disciple that denied knowing Jesus, but eventually gained courage and was able to die for his faith. And Peter wrote these words, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope, the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Wow, so Peter is, is declaring praise to God because of his new relationship with Jesus. And into, and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you. Isn't that amazing this morning? That if you and I are a Christian here today or listening on podcasts, that we have an inheritance that no one can steal from us. We can live with Jesus forever if we've given our lives to him and acknowledged him as our Lord and Saviour. And in verse, he carries on, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. And Peter continues, in all this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you've had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. Who's ever been through a trial, a difficult situation? Who's ever been through a difficult situation for their faith? The people who Peter is writing to at the moment are going through difficult challenges, not just because of hardships of life, but because they're suffering for their faith. They, he's writing to the people that have been spread out in the great diaspora, to all the ends of the earth. And he's, he's writing to these people who are suffering at these times. And he says in verse 7, these remarkable words. Talking about these trials, he says, these have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith, of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Christ Jesus is revealed. Let me say that again. He's talking about these, these trials that the Christian believers are going through. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith, of greater value, but greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Do you know what, church? When we go through difficult times, and especially when we go through difficult times, if we give Jesus praise, if we get our eyes above ourselves and onto Jesus, give him praise, it glorifies God. That's why Leanne was encouraging us this morning, no matter what we're going through, let's not come to church as church service and be, let's just say, God, whatever I'm going through today, I'm going to praise you. Let's not rob God of praise. Because if we, if we allow our emotions to rob us, I've gone through a difficult time this week. I'm just going to come and I'm just going to just... Then we're robbing God of praise because God is, glorif is, is worthy to be glorified. And, Paul, and Peter writes there that the genuineness of their faith, he's saying actually authenticity Yes, we can be authentic as people, but the reality is God is watching and looking at the authenticity of your and my faith. Maybe we're here today and we haven't yet got a faith in Jesus Christ. Well, today could be a day when you start to believe for the very first time by saying, God, 
I'm going to dare to believe you. Maybe we've been on the road as Christians for many, many years. How is your faith going? How, is, how genuine is your faith when difficult times come? And they do, and they will. We're not exempt. How genuine is it? And Paul writes, he, he uses, Peter uses um, analogy of, of, fire, of um, fire, which is purging gold. You know, there's different ways of, and I looked up, there's two different methods, main methods of purifying gold. One which will result in gold which is 99.5% pure, and one which will result in gold which is 99.9% pure. But you know what? Whether you're 99.5% or 99.9%, guess what? There's impurities in gold. Yeah? Gold, we look at it and it sparkles and maybe you're wearing a ring and it's gold and it's, it's lovely. But there's impurities in it. And can I just say one thing today? This will help us on this whole topic on authenticity. You're not perfect. And guess what? Neither am I. Turn to the person next to you and say, you're not perfect. We know that when we meet Jesus face to face, we shall, the Bible says we shall be like him. We shall be like him. But while we're here, we struggle with temptations and tests and emotions. And, you know, we struggle. It's not an excuse for poor behavior but we let God down, we let ourselves down, we let other people down. But God wants us to give him glory. And I want that to wash over you right now. No one is perfect. Therefore, Jesus says in the Bible, also Paul writes, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There is freedom. There is freedom for you this morning to know that you're not perfect. That you don't have to live up to any expectation of anyone else. The only expectation that we will live up to is God. And guess what? When, when uh, it, God, God speaking about Jeremiah, it says God, the Lord knew Jeremiah even before he was born. God knew you even before you came to planet Earth. He knew you. He knew your personality because he was going to give it to you. He knew the great things that you do. He knew the things that you, you love. He knew, knows your biggest faults that you've ever committed so far. And guess what? He knows the biggest faults you're ever going to commit in the future. So you don't have to live up to any expectation of anyone else. Sometimes we try to live to please people rather than living loved. God loves you so much. He loves you. He died for you. He cares for you. He's championing you on. He's spurring you on. Just live to please God. Don't live to please man. We'll never please man. There's nothing you can do. You can be flavor of the month one, one day, and the next day, not so. You see that in, in the political world, don't you? God loves you. So if we live to please God, then everything else is secondary. And that helps us with this whole concept of being authentic. The big idea this morning is that real growth requires real relationships. God 
loves you so much. And out of everything else, he wants your faith to be true and genuine. Through the difficult times and the good times, he wants your faith to be proven to be good. And you will go through tests. I will go through tests. Tests come because they help to prove the good things of your faith in you. So when you go through a difficult time, rather than thinking, oh, life sucks at the moment, think, this is a challenge, this is a test. God, give me the strength to get through this and let my, my, my faith be proved genuine. Let my faith be proved authentic. And when you go through that test, and when you pass through that test with a big tick, then your faith will increase. And God will give you, your faith grows. But if we keep falling at the first hurdle, then we're not growing in our faith. Paul writes, it says one day, you know, by this time you should be on solid food, but you're still on milk. What he's saying is when babies uh, are young, they, they drink lots of milk. And then as they get older and get teeth, they go on to solid food. We know that, don't we? But wouldn't it be strange if a nine-year-old was just still drinking milk only and not eating solid food? And Paul brings this analogy that so it can be with people who believe, people of faith, because we're not going through the tests. We're not passing the tests. We're not approaching the tests with the mindset that says, God, help me to get through this. I want to grow. Real growth requires real relationships. So how can we do this? How can we um, outwork this? Well, in the Galatians, another great apostle, the apostle Paul, writes this. Brothers and sisters. Let me pause there. How can we be authentic? How can you be authentic in your marriages, your friendships, your, your, in your workplaces? Well, first of all, Paul is writing these amazing words to Christians. He says, brothers and sisters. So there's a value system here, which is really important. Not everyone shares the same value system. If, if you work with people that aren't yet Christians, I say yet because pray for them and believe that they will become Christians, then they're not going to see the same way as you see. And Paul writes, brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin... You who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. But watch yourselves, or you also may be tempted. So if you've got a brother, a fellow Christian who's caught out, who's, who's been caught off guard and has sinned, then just restore them. Just pray for them. Stand with them. But do it gently. Don't judge. I pray to God that this church will never be or become a judgmental church. There's many, I say this sadly, places of worship that become judgmental, or individual Christians that become judgmental. Who are we to judge? Because none of us are perfect. The reality is, and let's be honest, we have a pecking order of sin. Sin is where we miss the mark, miss God's best for our lives. And we think, well, murder, that's bad. Telling a white lie, that's okay. But in God's eyes, murder, lying is bad. Now, yes, one has a greater impact and effect on other people, a loss of life. So the consequence can be bigger. 
But in God's eyes, sin is sin. So let's be slow to be judgmental. Verse 2, Paul writes, carry each other's burdens. And in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. If anyone thinks they are something when they are not, they deceive themselves. Each one should test their own actions when they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else. For each one should carry their own load. And when Paul's writing, he's saying carry each other's burdens, he's not saying carry. He's saying, if you like, put on your shoulder as if you're about to carry. Put on your shoulder as if you're about to carry. So Chris, you're a strapping lad, and stand on the stage. Can you um, put on your shoulders if you're about to carry? Okay, good. Yeah. See if you can carry my rucksack there. Put on your shoulders if you're about to carry. Oh, come on. <laughs> you can't do it? Okay. So, Chris, that was quite strapped. Quite easy, effortless. I think Chris is the winner there. Paul writes, carry. Pick up as if you're about to carry each other's burdens. The problem is, and that's the great thing, and so we fulfill the law of Christ. So and what is the law of Christ? Love. Love. Love that, co- that covers a multitude of sin. Love. The agape love. Love from an act of the will. Love. Love your brothers and your sisters. Love. Don't criticize. Don't judge. Love. We fulfill the law of Christ. Carry each other's burdens. Carry the burdens is like faults, things that we get caught in, things that we struggle with. Carry it. Guard it. Love each other. Protect each other. Carry each other's burdens. And this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. The problem is, Sometimes we don't do it. And sometimes we want to project, let's say I've got a fault, and I want to project the best Dave I could possibly be. And I wear a mask. How was your week? Fine. Groovy. Now, there might be reasons for that response. There might be reasons. There might be because I haven't got time to go in what happened this week, and it was a nightmare. It might be part of me doesn't want to tell someone because I might feel they might judge me, yeah? That's not allowing me, allowing someone else, the opportunity to carry my burdens. Sometimes this is not time. Maybe you've got like, create an opportunity to have time. But I've got to be true to myself. You've got to be true to yourself. And that will re- fulfill the law of Christ. We've got to carry those burdens. But also, some, sometimes, to Chris, that bag was effortless to put on his back. It's like, Chris, I've got this problem. But to Leanne, she could barely pick it up. And sometimes we fall into a trap as Christian believers that says, as a Christian believer, I can tell anyone else all of my problems. Where a Christian believer who's listening to it 
hasn't got the capacity to bear that load. Amen? Some people can bear the load because they've gone through seasons, they've maybe gone through similar situations, they've got a maturity. But other people haven't got that. So for Chris, I've got a problem, Chris. Can you help me? Whereas Leanne, it might be more of a case of, well, it's about layers. It's about levels. Would you know what, Leanne? I'm not going to give you all of my problems, but I'm just going to give you one. You can carry that. She can stand with me with that stone in her hand. She can pray for me because I need prayer in that area. Would you help me? I, I, I just keep struggling there. Would you help me there? I don't have to give her everything. War and peace. She can't cope with that. Maybe Chris could. I'm not saying to everyone go to Chris at the end. And <laughs> <laughs> but Paul writes, carry each other's burdens. But look, when we do that, maybe a bit at a time. And there's wisdom there, isn't there? Because as someone that wants to grow trust in Leanne, can, if, I, if I share something of myself, if I'm authentic about something I'm struggling with, what's she going to do with that? It's a bit like that, that website. I didn't check the eBay seller to see if she was genuine or if she was trustworthy. I just assumed and I got caught out. Is Leanne trustworthy? So I give her one stone. I give her one of my problems. Help me. And do you know what? She says to me the next week, how's that issue going? I've been praying for you. Do you know what? That would be a big tick for me. It's like, wow, she's praying for me. Amazing. She's trustworthy. My trust in Leanne is growing. She is someone who's carrying my burden. And do you know what? Because she's carrying my burden, I feel a sense of liberty. I can be myself around Leanne. She's praying for me. She's got my back. And see what? I don't, want to make, I don't want to do that thing again. She's helping me to overcome life's challenges, whatever that may look like. But also, Paul says, each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to anyone else. For each one should carry their own load. We've got our own, everyone in this room, everyone listening on podcasts, got our own challenges, issues, problems, haven't we? There's enough on our plate. But Paul writes, inspect. Look at yourself. Look at your own life. How are things going? So just to bring this into land about the whole idea about being authentic. Real growth, that's growth in our faith, requires real relationships. The first relationship is with Jesus. It sounds like beginner's class here. But our relationship with Jesus is the main relationship. It's about you saying, you know, Jesus, I feel, I feel guilty. I feel like I've let you down. Or you're reading or you're just going through life and you suddenly feel God's trying to pinpoint something. Well, at this point, you can either sort of say, okay, I'm going to ignore that. Or you can say, okay, God, I want to listen to what you're saying. Maybe God's saying there's something, an area in my life which I need to address. We need to be honest with ourselves, don't we? God, help me in that area that I'm struggling with. Help me to be honest before you. Because if I can't be honest before you, God, I can't be honest before anyone. 
So we need to be honest before Jesus. Honest. When, he, when we, the spotlight comes on us and there's an area of our lives that perhaps we don't want to be sorted, don't ignore it. Run to the light because Jesus loves you. And Jesus knew that fault even before you were born and still loves you. Therefore, we can run to Jesus and we can run to the light. And secondly, see real growth, develop real relationships with other Christians. This, this is so, so important. We can come to a church service. We can sing all the songs. We can even stay and have a cup of tea and a coffee but not really, really connect with other Christians. Maybe there's someone that you need to connect with even this week. Build relationships. God has called us to church because he's called us to come together to build relationships. I love um, the writer of the Hebrews says this in closing. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. For, we, for he who promised us promise is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good works. Do you hear that? Let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good, work and good deeds. You can't do that by yourself. You can, you can. Some people are really motivated. But we need one another to spur us on, to encourage us, to, to, sometimes to agitate us a little bit. Not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. We talk a lot about encouraging. Do you know what a word for the uh, Holy Spirit is in the Bible? It's the paraclete. Para, alongside. Cleat, from Calio to call. Call alongside. The paraclete is someone we call alongside. It's the third person of the Trinity. I call alongside because I need you. And one of the things that the Holy Spirit loves to do is to put courage into us. And the word encouraged there actually is derived from the same word for Holy Spirit. It's paraclete. So you can be a paraclete to someone else here today. Or even someone that's not here today. You can be a, a paraclete to another brother and sister that might just need your help. You can be someone that comes alongside to put courage in to them. To help them. At their time of need. Do you see how the body of Christ has to be together? Has to be connected together? And that's one of the reasons why I am so passionate about, you're going to hear it again, life groups. Because it's an opportunity for us to come together. To be real. To be authentic. To help each other. To pray for each other. To support each other. But I want to encourage those that do attend life groups. Maybe for you it's about stepping up a gear in your in your discussions, maybe saying, okay, how can I be a bit more real? Give people a bit more about me today and my story. We can all give the, I, the pat answers, can't we? The, the answer to the questions, but this is me. This is what I'm going through at the moment. Would you pray for me? That church is community. That is authenticity. That is being you and knowing that God loves you God loves you. You don't have to live to please people. We, don't have to, we can take off the masks, knowing that we are loved. But build up those relationships of trust stone by stone. Don't throw in the whole rucksack, one stone at a time, one layer at a time. 
this is me. Would you pray for me? And as you do that, people themselves will be genuine, real, authentic in return. But it doesn't, it doesn't happen. It has to be built. We are authentic. And I believe that as we, as God's family, as God's church, come together and make a decision, I want to be more genuine, more real. It just it dovetails into the whole value of unity. We're united. We're on the same page because we want to grow. We want to grow in our faith, don't we? We want to grow in our walk with God. And none of us is perfect. Not one person, not, not even Pete. <laughs> Maybe Pat is. But no, none of us are perfect. And we're on a journey. But let's grow in that journey by being real, removing the masks, and moving in that area of being authentic. Let me pray. We hope that you enjoyed this message. For many more resources and for more information, visit our website at www.life.com dash cc dot org